Welcome to the second episode of the thoughtleadership.biz monthly podcast. Having been wowed by the first one, you're thirsty for more, right? Operating a crane in the blind is problematic. Somewhat like podcasting, as last month's launch of thoughtleadership.biz proved. Hey, here's a good way to engage our target audiences, we thought. Chris, you like the sound of your own voice. How about you get with the marketing guys and start a podcast to accompany a monthly blog? Boy, that sounds easier than it turned out. That intro was too fast. That one was too slow. Not sure about the outro either. I'll use this platform to educate, inform, and entertain audiences, I said. I've got to read from the script without stumbling on my words first. And the backdrop. One color clash with my shirt, the other with a jacket. In fact, we'll just ditch the jacket. I'm not even going to go wear one next time. I might sit down next time, too. Don't even get me started on subtitles. Subtypos, you mean? Also confined to history, as you'll see. Eventually, intro on point. Outro even better. The bits in between capture the essence, too. Listeners got it. Two myths cut into pieces rather than the first ten edits of this podcast. Cameras are tower crane products as a myth, and cameras check up or pry on workers. Ugh. The good news is people say podcasting gets easier the more you do it. Thank goodness. Even better news. When Lift and Hoist International, also known as LHI, magazine came knocking recently, they wanted me to write an article, not actually speak one. You can check it out on their upcoming January-February 2021 edition, but I wanted to tease it here and touch upon some of the key takeaways. The overarching theme was to reiterate the point that no matter the environment, hundreds of feet in the air or at ground level, operating a crane or heavy equipment in the blind is dangerous. And cameras are for any application involving big, heavy, large, and or even critical loads, where especially where an operator is working in the blind. As I wrote at the location of the crane or the lift in isolation is not gathering enough intelligence by which to assess the requirement for crane cameras or heavy lifting equipment cameras. Actually, it all depends on what the operator is trying to do and his or her ability to actually accomplish it. What is interesting about the LHI article is that it has a healthy readership in a marketplace that is more familiar with electric overhead traveling or EOT cranes and hoist versus tower mobile and truck cranes. More than that, it specifically targets end users. Think about it. That fits our ongoing educational program, which places end users at its center. OEMs are also known as equipment, original equipment manufacturers, and other links in the supply chain all come later. After all, if decision makers are at the point that they use a system and aren't aware of the benefits of something, they won't demand it of their suppliers. The fixation with cameras as a tower crane product has led to an incorrect assumption that a monitor needs to be positioned in a cab. In my first draft of the article, I said this assumption was effed up, to say the least. But my colleagues told me to edit that one out. It was a bit too loaded, they suggested. Okay, but I stand by the comment. This is my podcast, after all. 
You can imagine what they said when I wanted to include a sentence claiming there is a dying breed that still say the best way to operate a crane is to feel it shaking under their ass. My editor's red pen was out again. I hope they're not listening right now. Seriously, though, a monitor's position where the operator is, and it doesn't have to be in a box with windows. They might be in a cab, yes, but they could also be in a pedestal on a shop floor. They may also be in a control room, or a belly box could be utilized as they roam around a shop floor or along a, pro a production line. A belly box is likely to be used on a pedestal too, which is why we're driving integration of our camera systems into such remote controls, as well as those utilized in other control rooms. A podcast for another day, perhaps? Remember, and I repeat, cameras are for any application involving big, heavy, large, or hazardous and critical loads where an operator is working in the blind. As our podcast gains listeners and our articles command the attention of wider readerships, we'll continue to plot our progress, much like other providers of operator aid equipment. As I told the LHI readers, it's necessary to differentiate ourselves from safety device manufacturers because they'll largely lead directly to automatically to a cessation of the operation of the heavy lifting equipment. We're providing a situational awareness product so that people can make better, more informed decisions at the controls. In conclusion, it's clear that crane camera systems and heavy lifting camera systems for that matter are inherently beneficial whenever and wherever operators are working in the blind. Let's tone down that earlier rant a little. The guys and gals who say the best way to operate a crane is to feel it shaking under, well, themselves, really are a dying breed. Thankfully, though, the world is changing. Hope the article in LHI goes down well. Who knows? Maybe next in, they'll invite me to be a guest on their own podcast called Lifting Lowdown. Keep practicing, Chris, you say. Thanks. I hear you.